Welcome to the Secret Sauce Podcast. This is a show about relationships with staff, with students, with yourself, with building culture in your classroom, your school, your district, and becoming personally developed so that you can be professionally developed. Be sure and follow our podcast so you don't miss a show. And we're booking now for the 23-24 school year um, for any type of PD that you need, keynotes, seminars, workshops, just get in touch with me. I would love to come to your to your school, your district, and share the secret sauce with you. So let's jump right into the next episode. Here we go. Welcome to episode 26. And today I've got a, a really special guest, Mark Goodson. Uh, I met Mark uh, when I was about a year or so into my recovery um, through um, some recovery programs. Uh, Mark is a, a teacher and an ex-football coach. Um, and so we had a lot of things in common, education and recovery. And um, we became close and were able to lean on each other and grow with one another. And I'm just excited um, to have him on and let him share his story with you guys. Uh, Mark, uh, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me on The Secret Sauce, Kip. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, this is amazing. Tell, tell us a little bit about um, your story um, and with recovery and then how that's uh, led you into that calling as a, as a teacher? Yeah, well, uh, you know, in brief, um, I hit bottom at a, at a young age, relatively speaking, I think, um, I was about 24 years old, just, um, a little over a year out of college when, um, uh, I first got sober. But, um, when I was in my bottom, I was living in Los Angeles and working at a talent agency for, uh, film and tv talent and uh i guess by by a lot of accounts you know the outside looking in might have thought i was kind of living that dream you know i had uh, i had moved west i grew up in new york i moved all the way to california you know and i was kind of doing my own thing and uh making my way in that world you know and i mean i was working on wilshire boulevard and wearing a, a suit every day pushing a mail cart earning minimum wage and you know having having lunch with, uh, other assistants to different agents. And I was writing a script and partying really hard. And, um, but, uh, you know, that's kind of the end of a long journey. I won't get into the whole journey, but I was, uh, I was absolutely miserable out there and, uh, I was so miserable. I was kind of the last person to, to realize how miserable I was. Um, you know, um, so I'm a, I'm a drug addict. I'm an alcoholic. Uh, I sort of get hooked on things that, uh, I always say I get hooked on anything that, uh, makes me think I could change how I feel and, uh, right. you know, alcohol, drugs, man, they really do change how you feel. So that's, so that was an easy thing for me to be hooked on. Um, and, uh, yeah, I had a, had a pretty grisly bottom as far as my mental state goes. Um, I, I came in my first sort of uh weeks sober was spent in uh you know in a mental hospital i mean i was trying to uh sort things out after a pretty long spree that landed me there and um after that it was uh 28 day rehab experience and um uh you know i put together and strung just enough sanity and clarity to to come out of that 28 days realizing i was an alcoholic and uh, that I needed to get more help when I left. And, um, 
you know, teaching was a, a thought that I probably had, right. You know, probably the same amount of time that you just said you had when we met, that's around the time when I realized I wanted to get into something teaching, coaching, cause I kind of, um, I wanted more, obviously Los Angeles, Hollywood, none of that stuff was very fulfilling for me. Um, and, uh, you know, there was a point just looking around in my time there where you, you see the people and you're, you, you know, you're supposed to, you should surround yourself with people you really look up to people you admire. Um, right. and, and it just, there just weren't a lot of people, I guess, that, uh, that I could admire in that world. And, um, and I remember kind of thinking back on my life, just how many powerful teachers, coaches, people in my life who kind of mentored me. Um, and I was, uh, you know, I was, I was writing a lot and, um, I knew I wanted to keep that going. And so I kind of had a theory that, well, if I teach, I could write in the summers and I can, you know, uh, give back and be of service, which is important in recovery, you know? Right. And, uh, so I figured I could kind of find a professional way to do all that good stuff I was doing, which was staying sober and writing and, um, you know, staying committed to, to work and friendships and all the stuff that I had, you know, with the year sober, two years sober, you know, staying in touch with family better than I ever had. And, um, so teaching was just sort of this thing I thought I'd try and I don't really know when it crossed over into a career. It just sort of snowballed. I mean, now I look back and it's like, man, I love it so much. Um, you know, I, I really enjoy, you know, all the creativity that goes into it and, you know, the day-to-day contact with young minds, you know, trying to right. do what I can to mold and shape them. And I do think it's, it's kind of, uh, goes hand in hand with sobriety. It's, um, you know, being of service, I think, is a really valuable tool to stay sober because you don't think about your damn self so much when you're when you're helping other people. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think teaching is a great way to, like, force myself to think about others and care about others and not get so obsessed with my own uh, wants, needs and desires, you know, that I just mentally kind of spiral out of control and, uh, so teaching, teaching, I've been at it as long as I've been sober, you know, I got minus one year, I just celebrated 15 years sober. So I've been teaching for 14. And, um, you know, I hope uh, to continue doing it. Yeah, that's reminded me when you were sharing your story about we, we ours is so similar with um, spending, a, I spent, I think, four days in a mental hospital, and then a 30 day stint in the rehab and, mm. you know, and it's just but what you said about the service to others, you know, for, you know, one thing I know for me, the recovery has taught me that's really made me, um, the educator and coach and, and thing that I am is just that I learned through that process of recovery that it wasn't about me. Mm. But I think cause before in my career as a teacher and a coach, it was all about, what I could achieve and what awards I would get. And, mm. and, and especially when I was going through the really rough patches near the end, I needed those kids in that classroom to be in those seats because they were my, they were my joy. You know, right. they were my, they were my breath. Um, it was my life. It was my lifeblood. And mm. um, I needed that from them. And then recovery really taught me that, you know, being of service and, and that, 
that, um, you know, that, that when we give to other people, we get back all those things that we always sought after to begin with. And mm. that's just been a major, uh, major thing for me lately. And so I was going to ask you, you know, as a, as a almost 15 year teacher in, in, in sobriety, what are some of the things that being sober and, and being a man in recovery, um, has taught you or given you it to make you even a better educator than maybe you would be if you weren't sober or hadn't gone through that experience. Yeah. You know, um, I, I think about to answer, I think about something you posted recently, which is like, uh, like imagine that kid that is pissing you off to no end. And like imagine that kid is the one who's going to go change the world because you gave him a chance that day. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's kind of like, um, being, being in recovery, working with others in recovery, um, you know, getting honest about who I am, like the way you were talking before you started recording and we were just catching up where it's like, um, yeah, you really don't think or concern yourself with the past at all. It's like, everything is that we, you know, we look forward, we, we move and we stay present and, you know, and, um, so I, something about, um, I don't know. I feel like I have the superhuman bil- ability because of the program. I'll, I'll mind you, it's not like uh, this is anything I did, right? right? But I do feel like I have people have taught me and shown me so much tolerance and love, and, and um, they've people have shown me these things, right? And so I just try to give back what people gave me, and what what happens is, you know, I have all this patience for these kids. I mean, I got. It's like, I don't take things personally. Like I can understand that they're going through all these things because man, I went through it too. And, you know, I kind of have all that in my daily interactions kind of in that, I guess, in the wisdom I've earned. Right. So like these kids, man, it's like they could, they could, they're not getting under my skin. I mean, it's like, I've been through enough where it's like what these kids think of me is the absolute last of my problems. I mean, I, right. I'm trying, I'm trying to do something else. Like I'm, you know, so um, I feel like a lot of high, I teach high schools and it's, a, it's an all boys school. So, you know, I think I have a lot of that teenage angst that comes into the room and they play, you know, if they want to try to play those, those games, those, those, you know, those games that, you know, young men play, it's like, I'm not, man, I'm not, uh, participating in that, but here's this other game I want to play with you, you know? Um, so I don't know. I feel like, um, recovery it's, it's hard to separate out like, uh, you know, like what recovery has given me. Cause it's almost like, I don't even know recovery has given me so much. I don't even know what part of me is not, not impacted by my sobriety. You know, yes. I, I can't tell. It's like it's it's such an overhaul from how I used to live. Like it's so night and day. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's so hard to say. Like, man, well, this is the recovery thing. It's like, shoot, what's what do I do that's not recovery, man? It's like teaching, you know, like teaching high school. You know, chipping away, raising kids. Everything to me just seems like that daily, you know, grind. Um, and it's such a one day at a time. Everything is such a one day at a time experience for me. You know. Uh, that I, it's like, it's hard to say what's not, but I, I definitely would say like having, having a tolerance, you know, for others and like a patience to deal 
with people's problems, right? Um, I don't think I would ever have this sort of patience if I didn't uh, have all of these people show me the way. Um, yeah. And that, you know, you know, Mark, that's what, that's what I would call your, your secret sauce. <laughs> that's right. You know? No, so absolutely. You're, you're, you're dealing that out every day in that classroom and those, with those kids. And that's your, that, like you said earlier, that's your superpower yeah. to really forming those relationships that, you know, not just allow you to propel them academically, but just as people, and, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to have so many people. I know you do already. Um, and I, I, know, I just know you do. Cause I know my experience and with the re- recovery thing, it's just really allowed me to, to have so many connections with kids yeah. that are now, you know, five, six, seven, eight years, nine, 10 down the road. And they'll message me and say, hey, I'm getting married. And, you know, and the last time I saw them, they were 14 years old. And, you know, now they're, you know, 22. And that's what you said when you get back to school from recovery and, you know, from rehab. And it's just those kind of things that, you know, I, I think that, like you said, it's just, it's so hard to quantify, mm-hmm. but that, that one day at a time, just serving other people, mm-hmm. um, that's a gift, uh, that, because before it was so much more about, we didn't know how we were going to live that day, but we mm-hmm. were trying to figure out how we were going to live the next, the next day and the next week and the next month. And, you know, it just allows us to be so present. And I think it's cool. You mentioned it allows you to be so tolerant mm-hmm. of what other people are going through. I think as, as educators, that's really important because I think we forget that way too often that we have no idea what those kids out there are, are experiencing that, that walk into our rooms. Yeah. And when they, when they are, when they encounter someone like you who can tolerate them and listen to them and be there for them and, and know that they are cared about, it just makes a big, big difference. Um, I don't think I've ever asked you this in the, in the time that I've known you, but I, um, this is this for all of our listeners out there. Mark has a blog and it's called the miracle of the mundane. And it is an amazing blog. It's a top 10 um, recovery blog, um, but I think um, anybody can t- can glean some wisdom from what he writes. But how did you come up with the miracle of the mundane, and what does that mean? So, um, well, thanks for that. You know, <clears throat> I appreciate like the praise for the blog because it's. Uh, I mean, um, we talked about this before, but it's we do what we do. We put it all out there, but at the end of the day, it's you don't really know what's, what's, what the other end is like, what the receiving end is like, you know, like, like you probably don't know that I'm sitting there watching your Instagram, uh, halftime speeches and stuff like that, getting all psyched up to go teach, you know, but it's like, you don't really know you can get a like, but you don't know if people are actually reading and appreciating what you're putting out. So I really appreciate that. Um, but, um, the, the miracle of the mundane, it was a phrase that I heard, uh, in the circles, you know, in the recovery circles. And, um, it's a notion that, um, when we're in our addictions, right. We're sort of pretty high or pretty low. Um, we never really learn how to fly straight and, uh, we don't, you know, I was very hooked on as much as anything, always, uh, sort of the adrenaline and the rush of, uh, living in a risky way or, um, and, uh, 
you kind of get hooked on, you know, you're either climbing a mountain or falling off a cliff. And, um, once recovery hits, you realize, uh, you know, there's this middle ground you can walk, you know, every day doesn't have to be the best day you've ever had or the worst. Um, you can try to shoot for the middle and, uh, and walking that path. Um, and, uh, so the miracle of the mundane is a way to describe how amazing everyday life can be like, uh, small things. Uh, so I write and reflect, uh, I post once a month about, uh, these small little things I realize in the course of a grind, right. In a time when, uh, cause it's, for me, it's kind of like, uh, an antidote to that drudgery, right? Because I mean, like teaching's hard, man. Raising kids is hard, right? Having relation, having family, you know, being a husband. Yeah. These things, you know, you, these these are these are topics you've covered extensively yourself, right? So, right. But it's so doing all these things is tough, man. And it's sort of like um, if you don't stop and realize how amazing it all is every now and then, it'll just seem like a bunch of tasks you have to get done every day. And there'll be no joy or no no love in it, you know. And and I really fall victim to that, man. I sometimes it just seems like I have this endless barrage of stuff I got to get done and responsibilities yeah. I got to meet. But man, it's like, you know, it's that's not what it's about. It's uh, you know, it's about being there, like uh, being present, like you've said, you know. And when you're present and you can be in those moments, and um, you know, you can be of service to others and you can be of most service to those people that are closest to you. And man, is that a struggle, you know, yeah. um, when you can find the joy in that, you know, it's a miracle. At least it was for me because never in my life before I lived it, would I sit here and say that I wanted to be a high school teacher and have a 30 year mortgage in the suburbs with a family <laughs> of five and never in my life would I have told you that if I had chosen that boring road, that I would be happy beyond measure. Well, family's so, growing too, isn't it? Yeah. 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 My, my youngest is actually three, man, if you can believe that. Wow. So, yeah. We're, yeah. I've, I kind of dropped off social media a little hey, bit. That's, that's awesome though, man. And Yeah. We were it, really uh, hanging out. I think when my daughter was, uh, my middle daughter was just born, but yeah. Yeah. Because last time we did last time we did a uh, an interview, I think that they you had to barricade yourself in one of the rooms of your house because they kept coming in there or something. <laughs> yes. <yeah. laughs> but you know when you when you describe, I love the way you describe that the miracle, of the mundane, and what it means, and it made me think about, you know, like you said, teaching's hard, um, especially right now, and in, in our district, it's really rough and. Mm it's been like you got so much on your plate and there's such a grind and it's like, when are you going to get a break? And yesterday there was this girl in my mentor class and, and then she's also in my second hour and she just giggles all the time. <laughs> and she ran into a tree branch and she had to put a bandaid on her head. And so I was making fun of her and every time she came by <laughs> me, I'd go tree, you know, and, <laughs> but you know, her laughing, giggling. And I was so irritated the other day of was everything going on and, yeah. And I wanted to get, and I started to get angry at her and mm -hmm. I kind of stepped out in the hallway and I could just hear her giggle. And I was just like, that's a miracle. Mm. It's so much joy, man. You know, that's, a, I, that's the moment though. That's so cool. Yeah, like that's, you know, is. 
man, if you could just, if we could all just try to look for those moments, you know, it's kind of like, uh, I'm, I'm no golfer, but it's like, uh, uh, every now and then when I do play, if I play 18 holes, maybe I'll hit one good shot. And usually that's <laughs> me. Yeah. Says that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm talking once a year, maybe. So, but it's like, you know, you hit one good shot and it's enough to say, yeah, I'll go golfing someone asks you hey you want to go hit some be like yeah i'll go it's like sometimes that's life it's like you just need that one one moment of laughter and it could it can it can be the solution to all that all that issue that you bring all these problems that are coming at you it's like sometimes you just need to hear that giggle yeah of course i don't golf but i mean i haven't golfed sober let me put it that way because <laughs> um, I was usually after about the third hole, I was just driving the cart so I could drink, so I wouldn't I couldn't play anymore. But um, last question I've got for you is, is: since you've been teaching, is there is there a particular relationship that that's really affected you, or maybe a relationship that you 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 formed with a student um, that's just really impacted your life um, in a profound way? Yeah, um, I'm trying. Uh, it may be hard. It may be hard. I mean, maybe the first one. Like, I think I've. I'll, I'll ask that, and I can think of a different one each time. But yeah, just, give me give me one of yours. Um, there's this there's this kid named Oscar, um, and when I was teaching in Tulsa, I think it was kind of around the time that that we started um, connecting and everything and, and met up and. Um, but he was in a seventh grade geography class, and I was I was trying to teach the kids about what their you know their why and it's such a cliche thing now nowadays with why and purpose and all that but you know it's it's important and of course they all wanted to be or they thought their why was what their occupation or their job was going to be and so they all wanted to be you know a celebrity or um you know an engineer or in the medical field or law or something that made a lot of money and carried status right and so I was trying to, trying to get through to them. It was like, no, it's, it's that's, that's that's what you do, but why? Hmm. Why are you going to do that? Because if it's just for the money or the status, it's not going to be fulfilling to you. And so this kid, in the back of the room, stood up and he he raised his hand. His name was Oscar, and he goes, "I got it, I got it, Shoe," because because kids called me Shoe. Hmm. And I said, "Okay, Oscar, explain." He goes, "My why." is that I want to protect my family. And he was mm-hmm. an Hispanic kid. He was an immigrant. Um, I think he was a dreamer. Uh, his parents were probably here illegally. And um, so I asked, explain, you know, tell me more. And he goes, well, I'm going to graduate from high school with, with honors. I'm going to go into the military. I'm going to get into officer school. I'm going to become an officer and I'm going to make a career out of being in the military so I can protect my family. And I can protect the ones I love. And I was like, boom, everybody, Oscar nailed it. Yeah. He'll do that because there's, there's, there's a, there's something inside of him more than and powerful and bigger than just him and money and status that he wants to do with his life. And he's got it figured out. And that has stuck with me that a, a 12, 13 year old boy from, Mexico who spoke broken English could understand and, 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 and just articulate that to the rest of the class in that way was just, 
it really moved me and it's always stuck with me about remembering what my why is, which is to, to, to lead and love kids, to believe and discover that they are the greatest miracle in the world. Mm. You know, I had that posted in my classroom and I just always, that story always reminds me to, to, to stay true to that why, you know, why I do what I do. That is awesome. It goes back to service, you know, and, and, and serving other people. Well, there's that kid. He's always like, kind of, you know, like felt that probably based on an instinct, right. Or based on his experience or whatever, but then he, he states it. And now it's like a, now it's like a superpower. It's his secret sauce, right? Like, like he, you know, he's got, he's, he's naming it and he's turning something that other, probably everybody, you know, I imagine even a lot of his classmates probably saw as a negative. And now right. he now he's the coolest kid in class. Now it's like, oh, yeah. wow, he's got something real going on. Right. He's got real stakes and he's only, you know, how do you say 13 or 14? Like, yeah, man, seventh, that's cool. Seventh grader. And it's funny because I was just that you that you asked me that back in return. I was just thinking about him today and trying to figure out, like, how old he would be now. And and um, he's he's he would have graduated, I think, last year or the year before. So he would be on his way. And I just wonder, you know, where is he and what is he doing? Is he is he in the military? Is he is he doing what he he, he knew he wanted to do? Yeah. Um, and it just just the things that you know I, I don't as educators and teachers and coaches and administrators and support staff. I, I just sometimes think that we we might overlook or forget that we can have such a profound impact in in these little miracle of the mundane ways you know on kids that will just really alter the trajectory of their lives and make a huge Mm -hmm. difference and some we may never even know about yeah um it's just such a cool profession to be in and yeah uh, you know mark i um i am just honored that you took the time um i'm glad that you got a break while your girl's in gymnastics um, (laughs) to meet with me and and share with me and um Again, I want to encourage uh, the listeners to check out the the Mark's blog, um, The Miracle of the Mundane. Um, you will glean um, and take away a lot of uh, good little nuggets from from what he puts out each month. It's just an he's an amazing writer, uh, an author, and um, if you just give me one last before you go, yeah. give me one last uh, something. Um, or takeaway for, for people that are listening, um, especially our educators, um, they're listening. Just one last takeaway for them to kind of keep in mind as they um, take on this tough procession and keep sharing that secret sauce. Um, something, I guess, that I was uh, thinking about recently, because I'm always teaching is so fulfilling for all those reasons you mentioned. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, I, I got to think about my why, which is something I'm going to take away from this conversation for real. Like, uh, but I know it's in there because it, because I keep on trying to be better in the classroom every year. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't stop. And so I know it's in there, but I don't know if I've ever really said, this is why I'm doing this, which is, uh, could be really powerful for me if I ever realized that. You know? But, um, it's uh man the only reason to ever look back is just to see how far you've come and um if you can uh look back 
in the past to realize that. And I think as a culture too, um, I think there's so much time spent right now. Um, we live in such abundance and yet all we can do is um, kind of look backwards and see the opposite, you know, it's, and I think just having a, a good appreciation for all that we get to do and um, you know, whether it's educators or students and, you know, realizing that there's a whole lot more still to be done, but just because there's a whole lot more that still needs to be done doesn't mean we haven't come a long way. And um, I think just being appreciative that we are all, you know, on this journey and whatever we can bring to the table for one day, man, that's enough. And um, trying to trying to trying to just live with a little bit of appreciation and gratitude for for any moment we get to share for these, you know, for this half hour, me and you got to just, you know, shoot the breeze like right. just trying to be like, I'm so grateful to have this conversation with you for one, like, like, seriously, been looking forward to this since you, uh, you know, you pinged me with the idea. And uh, I don't know, just finding that those little things, big things, whatever things you need to find, man, that just keep you excited about going about what you're doing, you know, and, and doing it with gratitude and a little bit of uh, thankfulness, I guess would be um, I don't know. That's good. Good for teachers out there in particular, because it's sometimes it just feels like there's just uh, it's a suffocating profession at times where you just feel kind of buried by uh, the work and the stress and the attitude. And so just realize, you know, it's like these kids are on a path and they're going to get someplace. And like you were saying, maybe you can help them a little bit. You know, maybe you can't. But man, the ones you do help. Yeah, you you are you are not just helping them cross the street. You're building a bridge to a better life. Right. And if you if you can do that for one kid each year, it's worth it. Absolutely worth it. Yeah. You know, Mark. I uh, again, I just I'm honored, um, honored to call you a friend, and honored to share this space with you at yeah. this time. And thank you for sharing um, a little bit of the miracle of the mundane with the secret sauce. Yeah. Hey, I'm happy to be on and happy to catch up with you, Kip. And uh, you're an inspiration. So keep on doing what you're doing because I'm watching and it's an inspiring thing. So All right. keep it up, brother. We will do it. Thanks right. again, Mark. Let's do it, Kip. All right. Bye-bye, guys. Bye. Hey, we appreciate you listening to our podcast. Let's connect and impact lives together. Leave me a comment on this episode or find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube at The Secret Sauce with Kip Schubert. We would be honored if you would share this episode on your social media. Continue to share your story. It matters. Reach back over that mountain. Every educator, every student needs to feel loved, heard, and valued. So dish out that secret sauce and be that Sherpa to guide others to the summit. Till next time, let's stay all in and all together. <laughs>